Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Bob Cadero back with you. Great. Good morning. 10.08 here in Northeast Pennsylvania. This Monday, August 7, 2023. I was going to say beautiful, but, you know, most people think that means the weather. I mean much more than that, but it is a beautiful Monday, August 7th. This is a Bob Cadero show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Art Wilson, Vincent Cesari, George Durenick, Dorothy Pazel, Paul Pasek, or Pasek, and Tony Gardy, veterans that we lost and whom we are paying tribute to today. And another great veteran I want to do a shout-out to uh, Patrick McDermott, and he listens to the show quite often, and I, I got to meet him. I knew his brother, Bobby, who uh, he, he taught at Dunmore, and then he was a the librarian. And when he was substituting one time, Bobby McDermott, you know, I was acting up. And he's not a, he's not a big guy. But he got me, took me outside, and he slammed me into the lockers outside the classroom about two or three times. I never misbehaved in his class again. (laughs) But Patrick McDermott, he's up recovering at Allied Services, and he was a U.S. Air Force staff sergeant. We got to have a day for Patrick McDermott. I want to say hello, get better, can't wait to get you back home. And let's get uh, let's get a day. And uh, speaking of that, my friend Fitzy, uh, he has someone he wants to honor, Leo Murphy. And I'm waiting for that information, so we want to do that because I drive by that flag when I drive past McDermott's house down there on Monroe Avenue. So Fitzy will give you a second assignment, Patrick McDermott. Let's get his uh, service record and give him a day as well. All right, so the Club for Common Sense, hopefully with Patrick McDermott in attendance, reconvenes here for this 10 o'clock hour. And it's Monday, and what does that mean? That means Monday Musings with John Perillo. John, welcome back. Great to have you. And before I forget, 
I'm going to be on vacation next week. <laughs> so I, I, I might as well tell you, you know, why not tell you on the air? <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I got uh, my uh, team here abandoned me, so uh, I could use the time off to get things done. So. <laughs> right. Well, you, you, had, uh, you have something interesting you want to talk about, the, the Wagner Group. Uh, and if many of you recall, we talked about them last week and what, what the implications of this faux coup were. And um, so now here we are. We're, we're, you are wanted to focus on what the Chinese might have gotten out of this whole uh, fiasco. Yes, exactly. And I, uh, again, appreciate the time in your audience. And as Bob alluded to, we, you know, we looked last week at that Wagner march uh, and it's historical context, right? We, we, yeah, how petitioning the czar has historical pre- precedent in Russian history. And as Bob alluded to, I thought we'd take this week and take and try to look at that march from the Chinese point of view. And in fact, we should be looking at everything from the Chinese point of view. So it makes sense, you know, given how big a news story the march was over there as well. Um, and clearly the march shocked a lot of the observers in China. And to them, it added a whole new layer of uncertainty to their understanding of Russian domestic uh, politics and the Russian-Ukrainian war and China's overall external uh, security environment. And now I assume that the Chinese have the same access to Bob's show as you all do, and therefore they uh, understand historical context of the march. But um, I think, I think we, what we want to talk about is what the Chinese assessment was of their own future external strategy. Um, and f- from the Chinese point of view, the march showed the Chinese a clear example of vulnerability and instability within the Russian system. And if we look at this event from the Chinese viewpoint, it raises questions for Beijing about the future of its alignment with Moscow. And that's because a weak and divided Russia, if, if this uh, mutiny were to continue, is not as useful as con- ca- encountering the U.S. as Russia might have appeared before the Prodosian march. And so if Russia descends into chaos, uh, which we discussed last week as a possibility, it changes China's own external security calculations. And, and for instance, it, it forces China to refocus at least some of its attention back to its long northern border that it shares with Russia. I mean, they have a, a common border that goes on for you know, thousands of miles. So they would have to pay attention to that. Uh, the march is also seen by the Chinese Communist Party as an example of the fragility of an authoritarian system that's under stress, which might, and I'm going to say might, make the Chinese leaders a little more cautious about any military adventurism on their part. And remember that Russia was doing fine, relatively that is, you know, up until the war, right? They, they were, you know, they were a small economy, but they were, they were relatively prosperous. It was peaceful. You know, the, the oligarchs were getting paid off. The people were getting fed. Um, and then, then, the, then the war happens, and now we have this, these other uh, consequences within Russia, and the Chinese are clearly looking at that. And, and, and uh, John Pearl, don't you think, though, that the Chinese have an arrogance about them? And their culture, and their right. and their uh, politics to to look down as the Russians, particularly now that that Russia is the little brother in the partnership yeah. instead of the big brother, and and I, I would hope they'd be drawing those conclusions, but I wonder if they are because remember also, you know the the, the Russian corruption which has laid them low even militarily. Uh, is something that Xi Jinping thinks he stamped out in his country 
by by requiring fealty by business people. Right, and, and, and as usual, Bob brings up like five really important points. I'm just going to concentrate on one for a minute. Right the, the, on the on the subject of uh, corruption. You know, if we if we go back to the to last week and and uh, think of March as that petitioning the czar that they need to be more uh, attentive to the things that they want. Right, this is the czar is not getting support from his own people. That's what that march was trying to tell Putin. Um, and and we mentioned also that Xi Jinping has a similar attitude where you know his his move was what he sold to his people was he would stamp out corruption. And there would be some relative peace. Um, but you know what happens in these authoritarian regimes is that you know all the all the little authorities below the big authority want their own piece of the pie, and they, these things get out of hand. And I think that's kind of kind of what I, I think that the Chinese are probably looking at. And, and you know the reason why I bring this up and why I'm this is not just my personal opinion, right? So the the Chinese have uh, private conversations, obviously, but they also publish things that are called like Track Two Dialogues. Um, and, and think of it like our congressional record. So the things that Bob has just alluded to get discussed, and they get discussed publicly, and, there's a, and somebody writes down what was said, and then analysts read this, and they say, hey, this is what's going on within the Chinese government. These are the things that they're thinking about. Um, and, and so it, just for an example, there was an interesting Chinese article, one of these Track 2 dialogues, that talked about the pattern of conflict leading to instability, right? Another one of the points that Bob brought up. So, yes, they think that they're different than the Russians, but they point out that in 1856, the Crimean War led to the demise of Tsar Nicholas uh, and the emancipation reforms of 1861. The Russian defeat of the Russo-Soviet uh, War led to the 1905 re uh, revolution. Loss of World War II was partially responsible for the 1917 revolution and the end of the Romanovs right, the, and the collapse of the Russian Empire. And the failure in, in 79 in Afghanistan is seen by the Chinese as a key factor in the eventual disintegration of the Soviet Union. So again, to Bob's point, right, if, 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 as the Chinese look at this, yes, they think of themselves as, uh, as the big brother versus the little, little brother in Russia, but they also have, you know, they're, they're being somewhat circumspect, given these examples of these articles, um, that they see these things and they go, hey, maybe this is something historically that they should pay attention to. And I should point out, that's great that they're paying attention to history. Maybe we should do a little bit better yeah, of that on our own. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, you know um, but there was, you know, in late uh, 2022, there were discussions about Putin's political enemies launching a coup. But the consensus was that wouldn't happen because all, you know, Putin's enemies have been jailed at some point. And so there really wasn't an identifiable threat within the Russian military that survived. And, you know, again, we mentioned a, a, a Monday Musings a while back. I think I did anyway. That you, you'll know that Putin's in trouble when the institutions start turning against him, like the police and the security folks. Same thing in China, right? You'll know that there's a problem there when the military moves or the intelligence folks move. You know, because it, 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 it's inconvenient if either of those two leaders lose their popular support, but it's not devastating, right? So, you know, again, from the Chinese point of view, they saw the Wagner Group as Putin's personal private army and a core pillar of the Russian military operation in Ukraine. So, in, in Russia, Progrosian, the, the Wagner head, they nicknamed him uh, Putin's chef, and he was seen as his protege. Mm. So they couldn't imagine that he would uh, betray Putin. And again, your audience knows that the march Progrosian made wasn't really a mutiny, but we know it came as a major surprise to the government and non-governmental observers in China, those people writing these articles. 
And these Chinese analysts saw the Wagner mutiny as an internal split within the Putin establishment and a disagreement, especially between the Ministry of Defense and the Wagner troops, right? So, you know, like, and like everyone else, for a few days after the march, the priority of the Chinese folks was just trying to understand what was going on, and they eventually concluded that Progrosian didn't aim to overthrow Putin. So they were right on with us on that. We're talking with John Perillo. It's Monday Musings. John, we're going to take a break. We come back. I, I, I'd like to know, because you do such extensive reading on these things, what the Chinese are talking about with their own economy, because they've got some issues going on there, and maybe you can enlighten us a, a bit further. John Perillo, Monday Musings, will take this break and be back. We're back. And, you know, when we do the Gulf of Tonkin ruse, which led to our greater involvement in the Vietnam War... So that, that greater involvement started with a lie. But they passed the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution this date in 1964, gave, giving Lyndon Johnson broad powers. And uh, unfortunately, he abused them. And it's inextricably linked, that song Satisfaction, which was the number two hit by the Rolling Stones this date in 1965, at least in my mind, because it was one of the songs featured in Apocalypse Now. And I, I just always, I don't know, I always get a Vietnam vibe from that song. I think they were, um, he was water skiing behind the, the, the boat in the Mekong Delta for that particular scene where the song was played. Mm. All right, so John Perillo is with us. <laughs> I almost forgot about you, John, as I was, <laughs> as I was musing. <laughs> I was yeah, musing okay. myself. I get forgotten about. That's good. No, I, I'm a well, huge fan of satisfaction, by the way. And, so, and, I, and I get, yeah. but I get so angry about Lyndon Johnson that uh, and and the Gulf of Tonkin resolution that I, 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 seriously, I was. <laughs> I'm sitting here. No, I mean, you know, it's, well, again, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually think that it has applicability to our discussion we we're just having, right? So, you know, think of wh what that did, what that war did to us economically, to, to that region economically, and then bring that forward to the discussion we were just having. Right? So, you know, you, you mentioned the economic uh, angle. So the Chinese observers probably now believe there's civil or at least regional conflict in China. You know, it's a real possibility, and and that means that you know Beijing has to divert some of its attention, you know, to contingency planning, and you know the instability that any potential issue in Russia would bring to that Central Asian border is a real issue to the Chinese and their economy. And if you know Putin's uh, not stable, then you know that it's going to affect China. So there's that economic point to be brought. And the second thing would be that you know a weaker Putin and a weaker Russia don't help. China in competition with the United States. So again, you know, think of it in the terms of, you know, we mentioned that, that um, alliance of pariah states, uh, the ability of Putin to provide oil to, to China, which helps China to be more economically viable. You know, if, if Russia is in turmoil, that's at risk. And, and that, you know, causes problems for, for the Chinese and their economy, right? Um, and, and then thirdly, you know, nobody expects the Wagner mutiny to have an immediate uh, effect on the battlefield, but I'll bet you that the Chinese are looking at 
what's going on in, in Ukraine and saying that Putin now has to end this war sooner rather than later, and that has implications, right? So there's yeah. the, the possibility of a nuclear comp- confrontation or tactical nukes, and you know, the, the Chinese have been very vocal that they don't support that. But neither are they going to walk away from Russia if Russia were to use some tactical nukes. So, well, and, you know, and these, uh, these latest uh, uh, military exercises together in the Pacific yeah. uh, are quite foreboding. Yes, and we, we talked about that too, right? I think military cooperation, you know, the, the, the idea of those exercises was to show the NATO allies, if you will, that, you know, hey, we can cooperate too. And it's, it's not like we didn't know that. I mean, they've been the Chinese, the Russians, and the Iranians have been cooperating in Syria uh, for, for quite some time. Uh, you know, China less so, more providing material. But, you know, th- those, those uh, exercises do point to the fact that, you know, we, we think that we have this great and strong alliance, and we do, and we think that that alliance has a lot of economic power, and it does. But it's not like our enemies are going to sit there and do nothing. And, and I think that's what the, the exercise that Bob's alluding to, that was an example of, you know, we can play this game as well. And if it's, and if it's economic power, and it's vast economic power between uh, the countries that ally with us uh, versus China, or at least uh, in uh, tacit uh, opposition to China, uh, but, is it, but is it strength militarily that they would respect? That's... That's the issue because it's going to be a home game for the Chinese. That's for sure. Right, right. And then that's another point. That, you know, again, Bob, you bring up some great points. So, in in the United States, if we were to have an economic meltdown because we made a stupid decision uh, internationally, um, you know, the person who made that decision and the and the powers that be would likely be voted out of office. I, so he doesn't have that problem, and neither does Putin. Right. So. You know, I, I think at the margins they do, right? I mean, at some point it gets bad enough yeah. that, you know, there's a revolt. But, but I mean, if, if, if um, you know, growth goes from 6% to 3% in China, it's inconvenient, but it's not a disaster. Right? It happens in the U.S. It goes from 6 to 1 or negative or to wherever we're at now. It, you know, those things have different repercussions. Well, um, John Perillo, I want to thank you for this edition of the Monday Musings. I, I also... Uh, want to uh, task you if if uh, absolutely if it makes you what are the Chinese for our, for our two weeks from now what are the Chinese saying and doing about their obvious demographic and economic <sighs> problems. What a great question. That's that's something I want to analyze a little further. As I've said before, unfortunately. What does an autocrat do when they've got problems internally? They act outwardly right. and, and generally violently. They so, get more autocratic. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Yeah, and the Chinese have some, some very, very big demographic and economic problems that are going they're gonna, to they're gonna, they're come to be very important very quickly. Yeah. John Perillo, Monday Musings. Thank you as always, my friend. And so thank you and your uh, listeners for spending time with me this morning. I hope you all have a great w- day and a great week. Take care of Colorado for us, will you? <laughs> well, all, right, all right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll take this break and be back. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. It'll be about 80 degrees. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms as well. It'll get down to about 68. Tomorrow, Tuesday, more clouds, showers, and thunderstorms. 80 degrees is the vicinity once again. Wednesday, partly sunny, high of 82. Bob Cadaro back with you on WALK. And, uh... I was watching on my monitor, and then one of you uh, nicely texted in, what about the Chinese and Russian naval ships off the coast of Alaska this week? And uh, we were watching that and um, monitoring it, and I saw General Jack Keane on Fox, who he's really an excellent military analyst. I really try to absorb whatever his thoughts are. I think he's a little more aggressive in, you know, supporting the Ukrainians than I would be. But other than that, he's just brilliant. And uh, it's, it's it's a concern. And by the way, only an idiot like Joe Biden could unify the Russians and the Chinese the way he has. Only a complete idiot like Joe Biden could do that. And, and... Anthony Blinken, I mean, his Secretary of State is feckless. And we really have problems because of that. Uh, so, yeah, those those military exercises, which, which uh, John uh, Perlow and I were talking about briefly, are concerning. They truly are. Because our allies, who could be powerful, like Japan and India are not there yet. They're recognizing the threat from China and Russia as an alliance. And, uh, hmm, yeah, interesting. But uh, Lorraine is on the phone, and she's got a poem that she's going to share with us as requested. How are you, Lorraine? Hanging in. How are you? Great. That's good. 
Good to hear your voice. <clears throat> oh, thank you. I figured I'd add a little levity. <laughs> All right. Well, le- leaven away. <laughs> okay, leaven away. I'm like bread. <laughs> well, okay. I've got to be me. <laughs> when I'm feeling rather lonely and life seems to hand me the blues, I often wonder what it would be like to walk in someone else's shoes. Some people seem to sail through life without a care or any grief. But after reality sets in, that may only be my own belief. How do I know for sure what lies deep within one's soul? Perhaps I'd be rather astonished to find they haven't reached their goal. I've come to my own conclusion who I really would like to be. Someone who is friendly and compassionate. I finally realize that someone has always been me. Very cute, very precious, and I agree with, I agree with uh, your self analysis, Lorraine. I do. Oh, thank you very we much. We know you're very sweet. <laughs> and cute. <laughs> Don't forget cute. that. Oh, I've got your pictures. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 forget. Don't leave that out. <laughs> well, did you have a restful weekend? Oh, please, no, no, I really didn't, but. We'll go and chat at another date <laughs> when I see you one-on-one. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, uh, we'll go and do downs and visit with you, so we'll, we'll do it, all right? Yeah, so it's Christmas, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you worry. We'll be there. Because, well, the Bulldog's demanding hot dogs from me. He's got a taste for Jimmy's, and uh, so we're, we're going to have to stop there again. Well, who has a taste for me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't want a hot dog, or I would, I would bring it to you, and we'd sit oh. there in your kitchen and have them. Yeah, well, I can't, I, I can't eat them, so. Okay. I, I'm, I sorry. We'll bring you something else. All right. Yeah, don't worry. I'll let Johnny know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, my darling. Always okay. great to hear from you, Lorraine, and a very nice poem. We appreciate right. it. Thank you, honey. I'll see you. All right. See you soon, and we'll hear from you soon as well. I hope. Somebody says, hey, Bob, your boy Bill Barr has doubled down against Trump, saying he's going to testify against him. You still back uh, Barr. He's a complete rhino. I, <laughs> listen, I, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't see the interview, so I can't really comment on it. And But I will say this. I've watched him. He has integrity. And just because he's criticizing Trump or or giving his version of events, and that goes for the, the former vice president as well. They're giving their interpretation of events they were involved in. And he, he, Trump's not blameless in all of this. And I was talking uh, with a friend of mine about all of this over the weekend. Uh, and I'm saying, you know, Trump knew the rules. He knew the rules. Why didn't he just say, here, take every document that I have, keep what you want to keep, and then send back the rest? I don't know why he didn't do that. 
He knows there's two standards. He knows there's a double standard. He knows they're out to get him, and he does not behave accordingly. So how how could you say Trump had no fault in all of this? And how could you blame someone for pointing that out? I don't think, and I as a lawyer, that any of this, the documents or uh, the January 6th issues, rises to the level of criminality, though. But he gave them that excuse. He gave them that opportunity. Trump gave it to them. Had he behaved properly, there would be no commentary from Mike Pence or Bill Barr or any other Republican. And please don't overlook that. Let us not be like idiots who support lame brain in the White House, Joe Biden. Ignoring his mistakes. That's not healthy. The phone call with Vladimir Zelensky that got him impeached was not a perfect phone call. It was fine. It didn't come close to rising to the level of impeachment. But it was not smart. He knows how many people were listening in on the call, and yet the way he phrased it didn't make any sense. He should have said somebody else asking about that. So Trump makes mistakes. Lots of them. Mostly with his mouth. But let's not be like them. And just say everything is okay. Everything he did is good. Perfect phone call. It's silliness. In any event, somebody says, I will agree Biden is an idiot, not just an a idiot, but the idiot. However, it is not just stupidity that has him kowtowing to the Chinese. He has his hands in their coffer. I it's almost impossible to dismiss that as he turns our economy by pursuing battery-powered cars over to the red Chinese. And, and in many smaller ways as well. Interesting. All right, we'll take this break. Bob Kadar with you. W-I-L-K. We'll be right back. We're back. That's the box tops. They released their hit, The Letter, this date, 1967. And uh, I just want to mention, I I used to get, I I used to play, before we went to music history, some Tiny Moon, which is my son Chris's band, and he's got an interesting interview uh, in uh, local publication called the Lackawanna County Sinkhole. We're back. Jackie Wilson with her great song, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. Uh, This date, 1967, it was released. Bob Cadero back. And uh, my my son, Chris, 
tells me that uh, that previous song that we played, The Box Tops, the letter, that great song, is that the singer of The Box Tops was 16 when they recorded it. Man, how could you have that rich of a voice at that age? That That's amazing. Alex Chilton, big star in the 70s. Uh, so I, I was finishing, but I had to rush. This, um, well, let me see what it's under. It's under Mark Schuster, Mark with a C, S-E-H-U-S-T-E-R dot WordPress dot com. And he does a thing, an interview with my son Chris of Tiny Moon. Great music. I, I love it. It's 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 quirky. It's quirky. By the way, my friend John Tehran is telling me that Jackie Wilson was a man, and I think I said she. <laughs> I thought it was a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you for the correction. But um, Tiny Moon, he said, it's described on Bandcamp which is another site, as indie rock slash noise slop band established 2011. And Tiny Moon offers organic, grungy tunes that harken back to the early to mid-90s, which happens to be one of my favorite eras of music. And I'm, I'm saying he, he really does uh, give uh, my son Chris and Tiny Moon a good booster. He says, I'm thinking Nirvana, but I'm also thinking Mud Honey. And the lo-fi stylings of Daniel Johnston and Beat Happening, all good stuff. Neat. And then uh, he goes on to interview Chris. It's pretty pretty good, pretty interesting. Uh, in any event, it, and, and uh, my son Chris says that uh, this Alex Chilton ended up teaching composition at Temple for years. So he had a career after he did the letter. Neat. Well, we we want to go to the phones real quick. Let's get to Joe from Berwick. Hey, Joe, how are you? Oh, hello. Thank you for having me on, Bob. Hey, I, I was recently to Boston. Have you been there? No, not this year. Okay, okay. Well, it's it's a beautiful city. Love it. But I'm going to tell you what the 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 city government should be utterly ashamed of itself. When we went in to Boston coming off one of the main thoroughfares, there was about a two-block area we drove through that, honest to God, it looked like a third-world country. This, the, 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 home, the, the homeless people living there in what was basically a shanty town. It was utterly shameful. And even when we, we left, uh, we're leaving Boston that night, getting back on a thoroughfare at another part of town, you know, people walking uh, in up to cars, begging for money. One guy just basically, he looked like he was on drugs. He was nearly causing accidents because he was walking in and out of cars, screaming at people. It is utterly shameful that people are allowed to live like that. And I remember Rush Limbaugh, you know, God rest his soul, telling us, he said, listen, you keep this nonsense up. You keep, you know, catering to this instead of actually putting an end to it, which is what should happen. Uh, and he said, you're going to have, and, and he was right. And what, what I saw was just shameful. And I'm thinking now, all those rich people on Martha's Vineyard, you mean to tell me they can't pull their money, get it together, 
and just give these people menial jobs, cleaning up the beaches, growing food for themselves, whatever, and just giving and, them... And, and Joe, what know, I've talked about, which I think is very important, we've got to bring back institutions for people with serious uh, mental and drug-related issues. And we've got to institutionalize these people. I mean, I'd go, if it was my city, I'd build the facility, we'd staff it well, we'd make it clean, we'd make it uh, humane, and we would go to all the street people, and we'd say, look, you got 15 days to get off the street. And if you don't get off in 15 days, you're gonna and and you're gonna go to a shelter. And if you don't get off, and if you go back out on the street, we're then gonna institutionalize you until you're well enough to leave the facility. We're yeah. not letting you yeah. live on the street. There's no compassion in letting people live on the street. Not for the, not for the normal citizen, and not for the person who has that mental illness or drug. Uh, you know the drug addiction yeah. or both. It, it's you're you're one hundred percent right, Joe. But listen, we gotta yeah. go. I appreciate it, my friend. As always, time for the news with Brian Hughes. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.